Welcome back to another episode of Stand Out But Please Fit In. So, I am posting this a day late and I apologize. I'm actually recording this on the day I usually post, which is on a Tuesday, and currently it's Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit this after. It's just been kind of annoying because obviously I have a child, right? So, my child just Turn three months old today. Woohoo! Right? So every time I want to record, he's crying or he's just, we have to take care of him. And even though I have my mother and she's been asking me, like, you can go record anytime, I'll take care of him, whatnot. It's just that it's just not the right time because what if he wakes up and I have to take care of him and even planning this podcast takes some time. So I've been kind of falling behind. I do apologize. So today's his three month birthday, and three month birthday means he's getting his second dose of vaccination. So I just came home from that. He was hysterically crying. He got four shots. But after the shots and give it some time, he was fine. He's sleeping now. So everything is good. Three months, it's so long. So I'm at the end of my fourth trimester. So people call it the fourth trimester when you give birth to obviously three months after. So I'm, it's already gone. My body, mm, well, I've been going to the gym a lot because my mom is actually leaving in 10 days, right? So there was a new gym that opened up right near a house and they are giving out two free month of the gym membership. So because my mom's here and why not take the opportunity and go to the gym as often as I want. And this building has been built after COVID. So they have a lot of COVID measures and it's just been nice, but I've been putting a lot of focus on kind of getting back in shape just because like that's what kind of makes me a little bit sane from staying at home, taking care of the kids. It's a little bit hard to just go around when you have a child and because it's so hot outside, we don't really take our child outside the house too. So my mom takes care of the baby at home and I go out like around three hours a couple of times a week with my husband so I can go exercise and you might be wondering okay well aren't you afraid of bringing COVID back in and surprisingly um because the gym is so new and I always go during like an afternoon time so not a lot of people are there if you go in the evening to nighttime there are a lot more people that are coming from work students so it's more crowded but in the afternoon there's hardly anybody so it's really nice just going there and exercise use all the weights that you want without waiting for people and yeah it's been great in that way but my mother's leaving in 10 days as I mentioned so I'm a little bit worried about how to fix my exercising routine I would like to go a couple of times a week but my husband when he's busy I can't go right unless I go in the evening when he's off work so it's a little bit a little bit stressful figuring out what's the best way I think I'm also ready to go back running 
And my pel- obviously, when you give vaginal birth, sorry for TMI, your pelvis is not aligned properly. It's trying to go back into what it was pre-pregnancy. And it hurts, actually, after you give birth. And it was actually hurting for a few months, especially walking down hills. And now I think it's getting okay to a point where I can go back running. Still probably needs some fine-tuning because obviously it's not perfect yet. And I'm not sure how it's going to be when I go running. So I think I might go to like a massage to make sure the pelvis is going back the way it should be. Instead of weirdly going back and you who knows, you know, you might have to have surgery or whatnot. I don't know. But making sure my body's okay. I know people are... We're kind of talking about why you're going back exercising right after you gave birth. Well, the doctor said fine after one month, and I started by swimming because that doesn't need any impact on your body. And once the new gym opened, and I started doing a little bit of weightlifting and still swimming, and now I think I'm ready to go back running because running is the easiest way to exercise, and you only need a short amount of time. You don't need few hours out of your day to go outside because for gym doing the weightlifting cardio shower you can do all that in the gym that takes like almost three hours and just like commuting back and forth but for running you just go outside run for maybe 30 minutes come back and you're back home so it's just like easier way but the problem is i'm just not ready to do it yet well i am maybe once my mother goes back i probably will start running low impact because I really want to run for half marathon next May that marathon I always run which is in Sendai my hometown so I don't know if I can maybe I can I think I can start training from October November and that should be good but so that's what I've been doing and because my mom is taking care of the baby i kind of can go out with my husband together and then get like a coffee or something but once my mother goes back I have to kind of take care of the baby by myself but you know it's fine he's three months now I think and he already got like two sets of vaccination so as long as he is safe and just keep him you know away from people like in his um we call it chariot sorry um his baby stroller right so we just call it his chariot so um and as long as we keep him in there and just not expose him a lot i'm just gonna take him out quite often it's still really hot outside so we don't really take him out i think once september comes around things will get cooler and yeah so that's what's been going on in my life i know podcast has been a little bit of a back burner not really i'm still working on it but it's just like I'm, as i mentioned before it's a little bit difficult to come up with some topics because all i'm doing is taking care of the baby and exercising so i don't really have so much to talk about but i do read newspapers so today's topic is going to be another newspaper topic that i had it's a little bit of a shorter episode because Although I want to talk more about it, I only wrote a little bit into my notes. So uh, maybe if you have any comments or any 
opinion about what I'm talking about, you can always leave a comment on my social media. It's always listed in the show notes. So let's get started with this week's episode. So I read an article a couple of days ago about how it's about technical trainees. So what it is, is basically like an immigration visa. And Japan has its own immigration visa. A lot of countries, they do have immigration visa for working visa, right? But for Japan, they have a certain immigration visa. It's called technical trainees. And what it is, is that people who are coming from abroad and working in Japan, but it's not for like highly skilled visa, for example, engineering or any, you know, like translator or whatever. So this is like a little bit of a blue collar works, for example, working at a factory or convenience store, any of those visas, they have like a certain allocation for people to come and work for those and why they started this visa is as you know japan's population is shrinking significantly because more people are not having kids and over 35 percent are age 65 or older and they need those skilled workers even though we do have enough people that are, you know, 20s and 30s that could do this job. Nobody's actually going into this job. So there's a huge demand for these skilled laborers. And the only thing they can do is bring more people from foreign countries because not a lot of people are being, not peop- the population is declining. But the problem is that these technical trainees are being harassed really badly and what's going on is that they're not getting paid as much or they should be getting paid more but the company does not pay them and they're being harassed at work because they're foreigners and also they are in a really bad living conditions or they have really bad contracts I think it's like read between the lines now on paper it looks like well you know they can get the money or they can get um you know good pay good benefits but in the end the companies especially like smaller companies they some i think part of it's because of covid they were not getting enough revenue so they were not able to pay these people or they're purposely not paying these people as much as they should or they're not even paying them at all and these trainees they're actually really dependent on this program because obviously why are they coming is they can get more money in japan compared to where they live back in their own country and a lot of them are there so they can support their family back home back home right so it's just a really unfair situation that's happening harassment from work and companies are not doing them justice so the government has been noticing that because there are so many cases where people died or people were you know injured or whatever the case it is and they're just not being treated fairly so government is doing a whole um 
like they're looking into this entire program and probably making another rule saying like Japanese companies, when they hire these technical trainees from abroad, they have to give certain benefits and rights and all these rules. So they're changing this system entirely. And I was thinking about this because one, the issue was that Japan needs foreigners really badly. And even though they need foreigners, because they're just not producing their own. So it's almost like you need to bring them. But the problem is that you need more workers, but you're just treating them really unfair. And then especially people about 65 and older, they're just, they don't even want them. They're just complaining about, oh, we have too many foreigners. But well, what about who's going to pay for your benefits? Who's going to pay for your pension? We're the ones that have to pay for it, right? So we're doing you a good favor. And then like people have to suffer, especially foreigners. I just, just, I, I just think it's really unfair. And then I feel like, you know, Japanese people, they just need to kind of think about this before they open their mouth or even before they think about what's right for the future Japan. They're just not really thinking about what's going to happen with Japan 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. They only care about, well, I'm getting enough money now. I'm not going to be alive. And I just don't like hearing that. And I get really frustrated. So second thing that I've noticed is that, you know, immigrants, they just have it really hard. I just said an example about what's going on in Japan based on the article. But going back to reading the article, even in U.S. and probably European countries, immigrants just have it so hard because they leave their own country to get more opportunity for yourself. But mostly they're not thinking about yourself. They're thinking more about families, right? Because they come from a country where they just don't have any benefits and people are just treated really badly. So they come to these developed countries where they get more opportunities, but they get exploited so badly and you're trapped because you can't just go back to your own country because you have this family to support, but you're stuck in this place because the employees are just, they're not just treating you right. They're just not treating you right. And it's hard because, you know, I'm an immigrant child. I grew up as an immigrant all my life, 32 years, well, I'm 32, but I've been an immigrant all my life. So I understand the pain that my father and my mother went through and even I'm going through. And then I can relate, even though I am not a technical skill worker, but I can imagine what they have to go through to you know, support for their family. So I mentioned U.S. What's going on in U.S.? So U.S. also has this H-1B visa, right? And that's not for technical trainees. It's actually for high skills. So if you're an engineer or if you're like a business or when you get sponsored from the company, you get that visa. But in U.S., it's a lottery system. And I think only 300,000 people can get it in one year. So it's very competitive. And it's basically the same thing, actually, to be honest. You think that, okay, yeah, you're coming into U.S. to get more, you know, money and 
more opportunities, but you're stuck getting that visa and you have to apply every three years. And if you have like, if you work for like a really big company like GAFA, then yeah, um, you can always renew it. It's not a problem, but still like you are under contract and it's not that flexible. So you're almost like, okay, well, there's no way that I can really get out of it because if you quit, you have to either find a new job in US or you have to go back to your country. And even finding a job, a lot of companies, if it's not like a really big company, they don't want to sponsor your visa because it's just too much work for them. HR, they don't want to deal with that. So in US, so I was um, watching a YouTube. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. So this guy's called Tech Lead. Um, he is used to, he's now a YouTuber and he used to be like a pro- product manager at soft, uh, of Google, Facebook, well, product manager plus like lead software engineer. So, um, I'm going to warn you, this guy is very highly opinionated. So the way he talks and like his, the way he carry himself, it's very conceited like a narcissist so just kind of take it um like kind of understand from his perspective don't like you people might not like him most people don't like the way he talks i personally don't mind it just because like what he says is kind of true in certain aspects of what he says so um the topic is that you know h1v visa is also like kind of being another visa where you're trapped and i think facebook did something similar with um you know they're just like paying them lower than other people with the same job who were like what americans but they make you work so many hours and like they don't really care if you quit because obviously like it's not up to them you know if it's either their own company's rule or just fire, especially for H1B visa. So even if you're like high, highly skilled, you have all these master degree, PhD degree coming to US for an opportunity, you're kind of stuck in that visa and not able to jump around and improve your career because you need to be tied down to this immigration process. So even with like developed country, high skilled compared to technical training program, you just see that immigrants just have it easy. And even if you have the immigrant visa, you know, most people like to settle down and get permanent residence and eventually become a citizen. But that takes years and years and you have to be on wait list. And then what you're going to do when you're waitlisted takes maybe, I think I heard that like, even if you have your master's, you probably have to wait like what, eight years to get this permanent residence and and what do you have to do for eight years? You just have to work your butt off and trying to figure out that uh, work your butt off and not complain about it. And you're kind of stuck in that place. So it's hard. I hate being an immigrant, but I'm kind of like stuck. Although I did marry a Japanese person and now I'm dependent on him. I have a spouse visa, but none of us like Japan. So mm. and well, that's for another day. We'll talk about that about why I don't like Japan but yeah so I'm always going to be an immigrant anywhere I go I don't think I'll ever live in India we'll see what happens but I'm always going to have an Indian passport I don't think I'll ever change that but being an immigrant is just not easy so going back to Japan and there's just not a lot of people so what 
is one solution that I've heard about this in companies and you know demand for jobs are increasing but people declining it's just automation is one thing that companies are trying to improve because if you have a lot of jobs automated you know adding in machines so just having better system you could reduce labor right so you don't need that many people to do one job if it's everything is automated and it's actually like a really good thing to have automation but every country every companies they have to look at pros and cons to make sure like whether they're getting like efficiency or money's worth when it comes to automation and a lot of the times investing in those automated equipment is very expensive and they have to look at return of interest and to make sure that hey you know putting in this will help the company country in the long run so japan is trying to move to that system because labor is not cheap and there's less people but yeah and then i know like countries like india automation they want to put it in but there's just a lot of people and they can pay people a little bit less because of the standard of cost living and you know minimum wage is cheaper so putting in these machines and machine is just not efficient in the long term so it's kind of interesting to see that especially with the place you know my job requires labor versus automation and then they have to see what's the best solution because down the line when you put in automation you have to look at long term maybe 10 years make sure because it's such a big investment but anyways i just wanted to kind of talk about this because you know people are you know going through a lot especially immigrants are going through a lot because they leave everything behind to get more opportunities but they're just not getting the right treatment and i noticed that in japan that a lot of people they still don't want foreigners coming in even though they will benefit the country the most and they don't realize that they're just looking at short term and saying oh well foreigners they don't have manners and they just leave you know like make this country dirty and all that stuff they say but they're just not looking at long term and saying that japan as a country is going to fail if you don't bring more people or convince our generation to have more kids okay so that's what i wanted to talk about today and hopefully you know maybe in your country going to the same thing and yeah so thank you for listening to my little bit of a rant and i hope you enjoy this topic and i'll talk to you soon bye